We're starting in 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year. Once upon a time, way back when there were only 9,000 Arsenal podcasts, five young men from various backgrounds, an Irish kid with a horrible haircut, a young Jewish nerd who hadn't discovered food yet, a child from Hemel Hempstead who didn't want to be English no more, a handsome advertising magnate with impeccable judgment, and a young Mexican AC Milan fan hatched a plan to take over the world of Arsenal podcasts. But then these boys became men. Jared. Mikey. Ewan. Magic. And Andy. And the rest, my friends, is history. And now, all these years later, you tune in every so often to hear their incredible takes their football knowledge, and their sensual advice. But now, it's gone too far. You, our fans, are at long last witness to season... Seven. 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 Welcome to the Gooners Pod. to the Gooners Podcast, Season 7, Episode 16, probably the most specialist live episode from the amazing Abby Burger Bistro here in it's the first official night of the Arsenal Summer Tour, and what better way for us to start off than by greeting the greatest Arsenal minds. Two gentlemen who have given their lives to the club from within. Two gentlemen, one of whom could not show up tonight because his plane was delayed, who make a living covering the club from the outside. And a man who has spent the last 20 years of his life building and leading both the local and national Arsenal Supporters Club and one enormous pregnant-looking old balding Jew. (laughs) So let's get right into it and introduce our star-studded panel tonight. So first, on my left. We are absolutely chuffed once again. See, chuffed is, is where we use yeah, it. Yeah. We are chuffed once again to have a man who truly needs no introduction, but since I like the sound of my own voice, I'm going to do it anyway. A man who's been memorializing all of the most incredible players, coaches, moments in Arsenal's history for the last 34 years, which I hate to say is clearly longer than I've been alive. He recently was voted Arsenal's all-time greatest employee by the Gooners Podcast Society of Deciding Things in Such a Welcome back to the Gooners Podcast, and welcome to Baltimore, Sir Stuart McFarlane. It's 30 years too late. Okay. There we go. So welcome, Stu. We'll certainly be hearing more from him lately. Next, a man who everyone here will know. Not everyone here will know, but everyone here should be thankful for. And not just because of his job as a supporters liaison officer. He makes so many of our Arsenal uh, interactions possible. 
but because he came on board with Arsenal and within days of the beginning of his employ, we ended our nine-year trophy drought and won the FA Cup in 2014. And it's because of Mark Brindle. So he's a guy I've been fortunate enough to work with on a lot of different things, including Gunners versus Cancer. He is as vital to Arsenal supporters' connection with the club as anyone could possibly be. Welcome back to the States and welcome back to the pod, Mark Brindle. I think we're back now on the live stream. Thank you uh, for dealing with that mute situation. We are, uh, we should now be back. Thank you, Pete. Wow, this is going smoothly, isn't it? All right, so Mark, I was about to get to you anyway. So your 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 role with the Arsenal is one that I you know I can't stress how important it is. We love uh, you know to say that football and Arsenal are nothing without the supporters. And in an era of football where I think it's ever more important for football clubs to look at supporters not as customers, but as partners, as uh, shareholders, almost in a in a sense. You're the connection to the club and the fan base that that we truly need. And, uh, you know, I know that my 14-year love affair or my 34-year love affair with the Arsenal kind of enriched and, and just skyrocketed over the last 10 years that I've actually been aware of supporters clubs, met all these fine people that were here. And, and I don't know that everybody realizes how much you have to do with that. So let's give a round of applause to Mark Rindle. And Mark! And the people that Mark Brindle works with on a regular basis, many of whom are here, like Tiffany Campo, hey! like Jeff Warner, like Mike Cavanaugh, hey! and so, so many more. Um, and we just know that, that if we were supporters from across the world trying to touch the club, trying to, well, this is getting a little weird, but trying to be part of the Arsenal family, would we have the same access if we didn't have a supporters liaison and who was sitting in Highbury House advocating for us? So for those of you who don't know what the day in, day out is for supporters liaison, Mark, could you tell us a little bit more about your role, uh, how long you've been with the club, although I think I spoiled it before, uh, May of 2014, and, um, and really what your day-to-day -day is like at the club? Yeah, so I've been going to Arsenal since 1971 uh, as a fan. And, uh, you know, did a lot of work through the years as far as on the fan side of things, trying to promote the atmosphere in the ground with, with uh, an organisation called Red Action. Um, I then ran the Essex Supporters Club, which is uh, out to the east of London, and Stuart will tell you what Essex is like. Shithole. Shithole. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, and then, you know, a lady that some of you will know, uh, a lady by the name of Jill Smith, um, Mrs. Arsenal, um, a, a great woman. She she was actually retiring. I never thought she would retire. I thought it would be a case of they carry her out of the ground. Uh, and um, so when she was retiring, I just thought, well, maybe there's a job there. And uh, I applied for it. And eight years ago, after a long interview process, um, I got the job. So, and I think the greatest thing without for us for me is. I deal with over 250 different sports clubs around the world. Um, and uh, that, that's my main thing during the day. Um, I go to every match, home and away. Uh, and I'm really, so any of our supporters that have problems at games, um, I'm there for them. And, uh, you know, I work for them, really. So um, we do have issues with 
with supporters and uh, um, you know so I'm really sort of the advocate for those guys and uh, who's the supporter you have the most issues with is it me no 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 that, that's, <laughs> my, that's, that's an idiot called DT but... oh! <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about him too well, much yeah. though I hear he's safely ensconced away from his life. How about Lee Gunner? Oh, well, yeah, there, there's another one for you. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, so, um, wow. we, we, you know, we, but everyone's got yeah. entitled to their opinion, and we, we work with everyone. So, um, you know, and I love it. Every day is what we call in in UK is a busman's holiday for me, because I just love I love uh, anything to do with Arsenal. So, talking to you guys. Please, please keep in touch. And um, yeah, I think that's it. That's awesome. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, Mark, for everything that you do. Now to this side of the table. James, in 2019, your mate Andrew came over to cover the summer tour after first making sure that Phil Collins was safely ensconced on the other side of the world. Uh, he, he, that was part of his rider. Um, so you weren't over. Is this your first foray over to the U.S. for a summer tour, or really to you know any of the the far away summer tours that the club's done? Yeah, pretty much. We did. We, we, came, we went to New York and we did a live pod. I don't 2014. remember. Two thousand. Was that two thousand fourteen? Yeah, that was great. Three nil. Three. Yeah. Three nil. Yeah, we lost. I think that game. No. 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 Chelsea. We beat Chelsea. Uh, oh, Alexis scored. The... Urzel scored one of those goals where he yes. hit in the ground. That's right. It was it was good times. I was, I was like thinking of the New York Red Bull game. Yeah, no, so no, no, no. that was the last time I was in the states for an Arsenal-related purpose, I think. But uh, yeah, Andrew wishes he could be here tonight. I say that I wish Andrew could be here tonight. Andrew's on a beautiful vacation in San Sebastian, so <laughs> don't feel too sorry for him. He's he's having a lovely time eating tapas and swimming in a pool. Uh, but yeah, it's my first tour uh, with Arsenal, and. So far, so good. I'm not just playing to the crowd. I'm one of the people who actively has always wanted to come to Baltimore. Because I have, uh, I have family connections here. Yeah, my grandfather lived here and I've got cousins that I've never met. Meeting some of them tomorrow. Hopefully they're nice. We'll find out. Um, judging by their Facebook feeds, they may not be. But we shall see. Um, and yeah, so very, very happy to be here. So you obviously have two major outlets for your journalistic energies, as we would say, as we would say, the Royal Week, the written side through the athletic and the verbal through the Arscast Extra. If you had to choose, no, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> On a serious note, when you're not writing about ITKs and other fun topics, would you say that the athletic is kind of a more fact-based medium where the Arscast gives you the ability to kind of express your opinions and feelings a little bit more? Yeah, I think, you know, technically on The Athletic, I'm sort of supposed to be objective, although everybody in this room knows that that's impossible. But I'm at least aspiring to that. On the Arsecast, I can kind of say what I like. But, uh, well, that was certainly true. And then I found out that one of my bosses at The Athletic was a big Arsenal fan and was actually listening every week. Uh, and at that point, I had to start being slightly more careful <laughs> in terms of what I was saying, especially legally. Um, but yeah, I'd say as a rule, when you hear me on the Arscast, I'm trying to give my opinion as a fan. In the Athletic, I'm trying to write, you know, more objectively as a journalist. Well, and and it's a rare thing for someone to have the ability to have both of those, I guess, outlets 
for their uh, for their journalistic energy, as we call it. Yeah, and it's lucky. I mean, you know, all the stuff that I'm doing, I'd be doing it anyway. Do you know what I mean? I was doing it for years for nothing, and uh, I'm very lucky that now it's sort of part of my life, part of my job. But if it went away, if the work went away, I'd still be doing it because I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm an Arsenal obsessive. I'd still be watching these games. I'd still be talking about them. So yeah, for that to become a way of life, it's been very fortunate. If it should ever go away, I have no problem kicking Mike Hernandez off of our podcast and adding you to the team. I just want I to, will bear that in my mind because he's backstage right now helping uh, you know put the comments up and stuff. So I just want to make sure that he heard that. Okay. Well, um, well it's great to have you here, Mike. Um, let's see. Where do I have you? What has been the moment in your lengthy career as a branch manager that you just pinched yourself and said, kind of, I'm actually really here doing this? Is, 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 right now? Is it, <laughs> right, I mean, that, right that, that, that was the answer I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, of but. course, right? You set me up for that. Uh, no, I mean, so I have been very, very lucky throughout my Arsenal fandom. So I got into Arsenal in the 90s through uh, some sort of strange way. I got through Nick Hornby. Uh, through his book, High Fidelity, and then the only, the only book he written at that time besides High Fidelity was Fever Pitch. And I think my girlfriend read it after I did, and she said, how would you ever choose this club after reading this book? I would have run for the hills. So miserable, but I was hooked. Yeah, so um, no, I've been very lucky, but to answer your question specifically, yeah, this moment right here, to, to be leader of a, of a supporters group in a city like Baltimore, and to bring it up from nothing, and now we've got this room full of people. We've got the club coming here. It's just, it's, it's phenomenal. It's, it's really All special. of your dreams have come true. <laughs> and I don't want to, you know, in, in talking to Mike, the, the thing to really point out here is the relationship. It's not just a supporters club of people that get together to watch Arsenal. It is a relationship with a pub, with yes. a host, with yes. a partner. And, yes. and what I really like about what you and Simon and Lynn and all the, the folks that have built the Charm City Gooners have done here in Baltimore is the partnership that you have with the Abbey Burger Bistro, who is our host for tonight. Now, now, for those of you who may be traveling from abroad or, or those on the panel, I mean, there's a lot of different kind of Arsenal America supporters clubs, and some of them meet at pubs that are more than happy to open early, but they do it for every club. They do it for Liverpool. They do it for West Ham. They do it for... For other clubs that I'm not going to mention, and, and, yeah. and, and what I like is that you have the rare relationship with a pub that is purely a Gooner pub. It isn't just an Arsenal pub when we're playing; it's an Arsenal pub all, all the, time. the time. You can see signs of that on the walls, painted on the on the walls in the rafters, and that is that is not always the case with uh, with an Arsenal club. So, um, so I really just wanted to, to to give a big shout out for the relationship and and the just the amazing thing that you've built. <laughs> Built here with. Uh, do I have to take my shirt off for this? Yeah, I'm getting money. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we don't want to. You're paying me to keep my shirt on, actually. Um, so, what proportion, having been involved both nationally yeah. and locally, of yeah. Arsenal America branches have what you have in, in a kind of a dedicated pub and a partner? Well, I can just tell you the story here very quickly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so when I moved to Baltimore, um, I lived in Wilmington, Delaware, which is like what, 50 miles north. We didn't, you know, Wilmington's too small a town, right? So Philadelphia, and I helped found the Philadelphia Gooners probably five or six years earlier than that. But when I came down here, there wasn't a dedicated Arsenal bar. Like you were saying, there's a bar that where, ah, yeah. There was a bar where a lot of different supporters clubs would go. And as the Premier League became more and more popular here, 
it became more and more crowded at these bars that you would share to the point where it became where depending on your league position, that's who would get the big TV. And so we were in third or fourth at the time and Chelsea was in first. So you'd have all these Chelsea supporters watching the big TV and we had the TV with the water stain. But there were 50 of us around this stupid little TV. And so some of us had this idea, we got to find our own place. And so I was on a pub crawl with some work folks and this place had just opened and they had an arsenal scarf behind the bar. And I said, I need to speak to the owner. And Russ and I got to meet. And the next thing you know, we're turning this place into the arsenal bar in Baltimore. And it was the beginning of a trend. Now all out in the city, there are bars that are dedicated specifically to supporters clubs for mostly the Premier League, but you also have La Liga and um, Bundesliga and things like that. But um, you're right, the relationship that we've had with Russ and Marigo Miller in this place, I mean, we've been coming here since 2009. And so for our 10th anniversary, they painted this mural for us. So, um, so yeah, again, thanks so much to them. And it's been, it's been very special. For my 10th anniversary, I got like, a, a wig. Uh, the, you know, the, the mural would have been really, really sweet. That was very nice. Um, so before we get to questions, because a lot of you have submitted great questions, and again, I, I, I want you to be able to get as many of them as you can answer. A brief word about something that you've probably noticed tonight. Um, Gooners versus Cancer is a charity that began in 2017 to raise money for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. The, the uh, inspiration behind it was the uh, unfortunate uh, experience and, and death of my father in 2010 to leukemia and uh, really wanted to try to do something that got a family environment of people who literally, when you when you meet them, they become family, and that's the Gooner family. And in the last five years, we've raised over $75,000 for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Every year it keeps getting bigger and better, and you know what we believe in is giving people the opportunity to do good things for a good cause and also win great stuff. So everybody that's here tonight and everybody that's watching online has the ability to go to GoonersVCancer.com. You donate, you have an opportunity to win great things from the amazing Ruth Beck, uh, such as Ruth Beck artwork that, uh, that we're giving away tonight. We're giving it away over the course of the summer. There's a FIFA tournament that you can enter if you're a gamer. Uh, James, are you, will you be entering that this year? Yeah, sure, why not? You know, I mean, <laughs> what, what I'm thinking is, you know, you pay double to play against James okay. and, and, and test your skill. But, uh, but yeah, that, so go to gbcxbox.com or gbcplaystation.com to enter the tournament. And, again, all the information and rules and regulations and, and uh, all the great stuff that you can win, most of which comes from generous people like the Arsenal Football Club themselves, from Stu, from David, uh, from, uh, from uh, Mark, from – James is even in our very first year. James donated a voicemail. Did you ever do the voicemail for the person? Did they ever? Yeah, I wrote them a song. I think. Yeah, I, I think you did. That yeah. was very. That was very nice of you. So, if you can, if you haven't already, please uh, check it out. It's fantastic, uh, and it really makes me feel good about the support of the family. So now we're going to get to some user questions, and um, and we got people in the crowd who have submitted submitted their questions. I'm going to hope to try to find some that are uh, that are for everybody here. We have one from Jim from Chicago, and it's a question for anybody here. So, uh, so I'm going to ask Mike and James this question: What is your favorite Arsenal goal of all time? Bird camp against Newcastle. Favorite Ray, goal. favorite right. goal of all time. Yeah. What did you do when the? Goal, I mean, were you watching it live when it went in? Yes, I was. And and what occurred with your body at the time? Spasms. 
I, I couldn't believe what I had just seen. And then the replays confirmed it. And it's still one of my favorite goals. It is, it is my favorite goal. And, uh, and James, your, your, your favorite goal? I mean, it's a lot of goals. It's choose. a lot of goals. Um, maybe... I mean, you can include own goals in this as well. Like Lee Dixon had an amazing <laughs> own goal. Lee's got a catalog all of his own. Yeah, I, I think uh, maybe it's a bit sentimental because he's just announced his retirement this week. But I'm going to say Jack against Norwich. Uh, that was kind of just an incredible goal. And yeah, I thought like the ultimate expression of what Arsene was trying to do. Now, you know, I get in a lot of arguments over this sort of thing. That that goal in particular, the goal, uh, Rosicki scored a goal, an amazing team goal. We had, uh, you know, Aaron Ramsey's two goals. I get in an argument with Aston all the time about the guy that we wish had never left Arsenal. And, and can we just name the player who made all these goals possible? Not the one who scored them, but the one who made them all possible. He's the most handsome yeah, player that Arsenal has ever had. And the guy we never should have let go. I'm just, I'm just getting that in there right now. In case everyone online didn't hear Mark, Mark said the greatest goal of all time, and I agree with this, is David Rocastle against Spurs. Uh, best Arsenal player of all time, my favorite Arsenal player of all time. And here is Sue's answer since we, we're getting them all in. Lots yeah. of favorites, but my favorite is Sibam Wartorts at uh, Old Trafford. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Good one. Yeah. Win, win the league. Yeah. 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 The whole team ran up the middle of Old Trafford, up the pitch to celebrate with the fans. And I was in the middle of it. That was so good. And that was the best game. What? Yeah, that was. No, no, I'm saying. When the players come out. I mean, that was great, but Old Trafford. I'll always remember that goal because it because I wasn't there and I watched it on telly and the angle made it look like Canu leapt over Silver Wiltor while he was standing. Do you know what I mean? And he ran the wrong way. Did he? I sat in front of the Arsenal fans. I'm thinking, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> I got Freddie Lundberg running towards me. I think Freddie must have scored. Look at my pictures. Seven water scored. And Kano's everything's on the other side of the pitch. Kano, like, come here, come here, come here, please. But that was my favourite goal. And but uh White Hart Lane. Yeah, I think the, the when we won the league at White Hart Lane and they celebrate getting a draw off that was uh, everything and after the game we were told that the players wouldn't come out and celebrate because there would be a riot and they came out and celebrated and Thierry well, sure, sure, tell you more detail. One of my best mates was in a box with a load of Tottenham fans. And uh, he got out alive anyway. But we were told by the police before the game, do not celebrate. And then on 2-2, was it Tericho, was it? The, yeah, yeah. Tericho. The yeah, very yeah. bang average left back. Yeah, yeah. Celebrating in front of Thierry. Yeah. Pulled his hamstring. And then, honestly, I don't think, I think a lot of the players didn't realise that we won the league. 
and I was thinking, have you won it? Have you not won it? Have you... And then on the final whistle, Cherry took his shirt off and started running towards me. I thought, yeah, I think we might have won the league here. <laughs> and he's running towards us like that. And then it was like absolute chaos. And then Colo did the backflip across. And then all the Spurs fans went mental. I thought, yeah, this is good. <laughs> and then right at the end of the game, when everything had died down, me and Pricey, who's at the back, we tried to get out of White Hart Lane. We were thinking, we need to leave now. We need to leave an hour after the game or whatever. At the back of Tottenham, there was a little gate with a little, a big gate with a little door in the middle. We went, went up to it, he opened the door. We always saw his police horses running past. And we dragged a little uh, a mum and his uh, dad and his kid in who was crying because of all the violence that was going on. We just thought, we might sit here for a little bit before we go back to Highbury. We got back in our car afterwards and we had, Price, you remember, we had those little hats and little, we drove down Tottenham High Road with little hats on our heads and little trumpets blowing, thinking, for fuck's sake, please don't turn the lights red. Otherwise we'll be dead. But it was a good game. Not my favorite game, but not bad, Mark, though, was it? No, it was a great, a great game. And they kept us in for at least an hour after the game. And uh, as, as a fan, and um, but we come out and the celebrations were unbelievable, and uh, and the fights were unbelievable. As well. but, uh, that's another thing. All right, great question. Thanks for the question. Our next question appears, and my, my eyes are bad, it appears to be from Camille from uh, Baltimore for Stuart McFarland. Started cheering for Arsenal since early zeros 2000s uh, most pictures i've seen are because of you which picture have you taken which makes you the happiest and proudest come on you gunners p.s james gunner blog you made me an athletic subscriber great work <laughs> should have just paid him directly instead of actually you know was it was it the, was it the one dollar a month for 24 months special or was it the 50 cents it was, yeah, it was so, uh, yeah, uh, Stuart. Oh, wow. Favorite picture. And, and, and to be fair, a lot of people have asked this question. So, uh, favorite picture out of what? Uh, 84 no, million it's pictures? Not, it's not about pictures. It's really about moments. So, pick the big moments. I mean, I wasn't there at 89, but 91. All the league winning moments. Greatest picture. My favorite picture recently is I took a picture of my three-year-old in the Kieran Tierney shirt with the Tesco's bag with the ball in it with his Stan Smiths and that's probably my favourite picture at the moment and, but it's just an ask in front of the stadium but it's difficult because when I take pictures you forget about them I've just seen my favourite picture will be the next picture I take so yeah. take some half decent ones I forgot to ask you I was, I was going to ask you earlier um, the Gabby uh, Jesus photo shoot is it worth losing your life uh, to be on the like the absolute uh, the top of the Emirates? What, what what was what was going on there, and uh, and what kind of safety provisions were were met? Well, apparently, someone said to me, "We need to do some new, different pictures because this is pictures getting a little bit boring." But it's actually quite a good uh, decent viewpoint. Uh, I spoke to him. I said, "Would you go up onto the roof?" How are you with heights? He said, I'm not great. Well, I said, I'm not great either, but, you know, we'll support each other when we get up there. But he was brilliant. You know, he was, he was up for it. He's a great kid. He's a great lad. 
and it's just nice to do something a little bit different. Well, I got scared when I saw it because, you know, I, I'm scared of heights and I got scared of just you. Two most important people at Arsenal right now, Gabby Jesus and Stu McFarlane, were, you know, putting themselves at unnecessary risk as far as I'm concerned. But the next question is from Quasi for James, Quasi from Baltimore. What's your favorite thing about our squad? Now, I don't, I, I'm assuming he means Andrew, Andrew as opposed Andrew, to the concept of the blog itself. Right, yeah. What keeps you going? I love that. I've come halfway around the world and they're asking marriage advice, basically. <laughs> I, <laughs> my favorite thing about Arsenal, actually, Mark and I were talking about this before, is that obviously because the club really recognise the contribution he makes to the, the culture that exists around the club and, you know, with the fans and especially online, he, he, he's such a big figure and he's built this amazing community. And as a consequence of that, you know, quite often he's offered opportunities or, you know, chances to come over and have hospitality and what what i admire most about him is that more often than not he says no because he feels he wants to be in a position where he can talk about the club freely without any sense of bias other than his bias as a supporter uh and i and i think that speaks really to how thoughtful he is about the work that he does and how conscientious he is about wanting to be on the right side of things and uh, you know it'd be very easy to sort of take all those uh, opportunities when they come and he doesn't and i, I respect that enormously because i'll take any freebie going <laughs> i paid him a significant fee for tonight by the way <laughs> uh, i just want that to be known and you know i'm not gonna not gonna take it out of the gunners versus cancer I, I would never do that next question from john Mornin from virginia um uh, for the panel, so um, we'll, we'll just kind of send the mic around. If you had to be stranded on an island, and I don't know who has to be stranded on an island, but if you had to be stranded on an island for one week with three current Arsenal players, who would it be and why? Let's start with we'll, we'll start with Mike and send it down this way. I mean, I was going to say parents, but um, no, if we're going to current Arsenal, current Arsenal squad. Um. I feel like I gotta go with the Brazilians, right? Because you know, maybe they'll help barbecue and you can have some good food. I mean, I'm really thinking. Well, all you need for that is they do. That's true, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna go with, um, you know, Gabby, Martinelli, and Jesus. Okay. All right. Nice, James. Yeah, can I have Edu for the barbecue? You can have Edu. He knows what he's doing. He, he, he put Arsenal players, but we're going to include, you know, board members. Okay. We're going to include photographers. Uh, <laughs> we're going to include, uh, you I know. I think I'd have granite. I, I had sort of a little bit of time with granite. Is that for today. protection? Yeah. Do you know what it is? He has a very unwavering confidence. I think if I was on a desert island, the sort of level of leadership and security he provides uh that would be a good choice and then my third one would be uh rob holding because I, I need to talk to him about where he got that hair <laughs> no i think he's doing a little bit better than wayne rooney at the moment wayne rooney's headed this way um so, uh, Sue, you're you're I, I don't know if you can really answer this without well, I would say Massimo Flamini because he's so rich. He's probably got about a thousand boats. So we're going to let you and get he, away with the former players. No, 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 because he could get me off there. 
Arson, Arson Wenger, because on an island, I mean, I would be in my head, I'd be, I'd be gone, wouldn't I? So, you know, just to talk me around, and then probably Steve Bold, does he bring the beers? <laughs> <laughs> Not Perry, for the same reason. All right, Mark. I, I, I just limit myself to two, and that would be Leah Williamson and Leah Valti. Oh. In a loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> Always in a loincloth. That's like built in. It's like assumed. All right, our next question. From Rohan in Baltimore. Question for everyone. Did I mispronounce it? Okay. Favorite Arsenal home and away kits of all time? We'll, uh, we'll, we'll start at this end this time. Mark. Favorite home and away kits? Well, I, I'm a traditionalist. I just prefer red and white home kit. And uh, I, I prefer 1978 yellow and blue away kit with the cannon right in the middle. And that was it. So they're my favorites. But I, I'm not really a, a kit man. As long as it's red and white, it doesn't matter to me. I go, obviously, sort of 70, 71 red and white, but... The gold, the gold away kit, unbeaten in every single game from 2001. Yeah, that's my favourite. Beautiful. Mine is not the mint green kit. Um, I think that would be the least favourite ever. But James, your uh, your favourite? Yeah, it's hard to look past the kind of iconic 70s kit. I, I think for me, it's the kit is to do with the team as well, right? So. Even the the 2003-04 kit, just because of that team, I'll always have a lot of affection for it. And there was something quite aesthetically pleasing about O2 as a sponsor. As sponsors go, it looked nice in the middle of the shirt. Away kit, I've got it right in front of me. I've got to give a shout out to the Bruce Bonan. I guess I'll have to go with, you know, it's always the emotional connection, right? So it's got to be the one from, I guess, the first one that I bought, which would have probably been 1998. So probably Home and Away, those two, right? I think they're just very classic in my mind. I got some Arsenal kit. So those two from 1998. Yeah. The, the answer to the question is 1988-89. Of course. Away, away. yellow, JVC kit. Um, but I appreciate your attempts at answering the question correctly. Uh, our next question is from Steve Sullivan from Baltimore, from Mark Brindle. Just a hunch from hearing you speak just now, but among your talents is one the ability to do a mean <laughs> Michael Caine impersonation. Can we can, can we hear something from old uh, from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, please? No, 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 no. Get Carter, get Carter. So. Yeah. What's it? You're, you're a big man, but you're out of condition, so sit down. We've got a couple more, and then we're gonna we're gonna end it. Uh, we're also gonna do a, a live draw. Uh, if you have donated to Gunas versus Cancer tonight, I gave you or Lynn gave you a orange ticket, and we're gonna draw for three incredible large prints from Ruth Beck Art that you can take home with you tonight for winning uh, for winning that. So we're going to draw that right after the podcast goes off the air. 
because no one that's watching will want to see that because they'll be jealous because it's an incredible piece of art and they can't win it. Um, God, my eyes are awful. Okay, the next question is from Grant from Memphis, Tennessee. Wait, nice of you to travel into Baltimore for James. All right, I said we were not going to do any transfer-related questions, but I'm going to do one because it isn't like it isn't like who else are we going to sign, and it isn't you know like uh, what is it Thielman's news, you know. Does in, well, it kind of is. Does it kind of is? Does Zinchenko's ability to cover midfield affect our desire to sign Yuri Tillman? I wasn't going to ask questions like this, but I actually just every transfer window, I'm more impressed that the Lens Arsenal fans will go to to discover what's going on. We're used to the flight the flight tracking thing, right? But then today or yesterday, I saw. Somebody on Twitter had uncovered that Tillons oh. was selling his house, right. and they'd like zoomed in on a picture of the fridge or something <laughs> to check the veracity of the kids' names. It was genuinely quite frightening. Um, Tillons, I'm not so sure. Zinchenko, David Orsi reported it today. Arsenal are working on that one, and he's a player. Mikel knows really, really well from his time at City. They've already gone back there for Gabriel Jesus. Could they go back there for Zinchenko? I think it's a signing I'd really like. He can play left back. He can play centre midfield. Um, he was outstanding in some of those uh, World Cup qualifiers at you know at the end of the season. So yeah, one to watch. Tielemans. To be honest, I don't really know what's going on with Tielemans. I thought in he's selling his house. Obviously. Yeah, he's selling his house, but I don't know where he's going. In the spring, I thought everything we heard was that. Arsenal were interested and he thought it was coming to Arsenal and then the, the messaging sort of changed. It got a lot quieter. I don't know if it could come around again before the end of the window, but I wouldn't put any money on it. Zinchenko, you know, having seemingly missed out on Lissandro Martinez looks tonight like he's going to Manchester United. That's basically all agreed. Uh, but I, I wanted the butcher. But I wanted the butcher. I mean, not because he's good at football, because he's the butcher. I wanted the butcher. I'm getting over it in my own way. Please give me but some space. is a top player. He's basically won. He's won everything in England. And I think anyone you bring in from like a winning culture, I think that's a really healthy thing. So I, I'd love to see that. That would actually help me get over the butcher. Um, great question from. Uh, I, I apologize, Talsef Talsef from Pittsburgh. Question is for I believe it is for Stu. What is the thing? The one thing about Highbury that you would most like to have at the Emirates. Highbury, uh, don't get me started on Highbury. I loved it. I, I miss it. I understand why we had to change, but uh, but what would you like to see kind of imported from Highbury? You said the toilet? The Every Saturday, Pricey or me would go down and get the thing up. Um, no, well, uh, atmosphere, the dressing rooms, just, uh, I don't know, it's the most beautiful place in the world. You cannot replicate it. It's still standing there. I take my little boy there and every Sunday morning walk around the pitch. It's difficult to say, really. I'm just so happy it's still standing. So many great times, so many, so many great memories. 
but I would probably say Pat Rice's beer fridge outside my office. I would love to take because it always stacks. So no one would know about that other than you, though. I mean, like it wouldn't change the fan experience for everybody. But let's let that. It made me feel happy. Yes, yeah. and that's what that's what this question was about. So. I love that fridge. It was full of beer, <laughs> and it tasted unbelievable. Mark. Yeah, I think it's just the January atmosphere at Highbury and uh, Saturday's Shirts at so many great memories. Um, although, I, you know, I love the Emirates as well, but you just, it's, it's part of my youth. And uh, the fun times we had, it was when football was fun. You went, you know, you went to games and, uh, you know, laugh. And uh, I think it's just, it's just whenever I wander around there and it's just looking at it, it's just been so many memories. And uh, you know, that's just part of being older, isn't it? And also, end of every season, we had the almighty piss up after every game. <laughs> Players went, everyone went home, staff came out, got a football on the pitch, 100 staff just kicked ball around the pitch at 10, 11, 12 o'clock. It was absolutely incredible. No, Mark, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> And I would say, as supporters, it was the piss up every other week, so not just at the end of the season. It's almost like a comedy troupe that, you know, if Arsenal, you know, doesn't work out for you guys, you know, if, if, then uh, you could go on the road together. Um, all right, we have one more question. It's for James, and then we're going to uh, to wrap this up. It doesn't mean the end of the night for everybody here in Baltimore because it is only 10 and 20 and we have a lot of drinking and partying to do. Hey! Hey! Make sure to tip your bartenders, please. please. Yeah. James, say you reckon? Yeah, right. James, how is has working with The Athletic and as a journo, I love that, that phrase, because writing a list is just so, it, it's so tiring. And writing as a journo, Changed your outlook on the team from your early days on GunnerBlog.com. Is that still uh, GunnerBlog.com still active? Still, uh, it's there as an archive. Yeah. It's right, right, right. From what I know, we haven't. Uh, it doesn't point towards like Pornhub or anything like that. No, no. no I'm open to offers. Nice. I mean, you know, there's got to be some value in that. Uh, it answers the question. I mean, something's never changed, right? Like I'm still a fan. I sit there in the press box. Uh, I catch myself jumping up when we score. I catch myself hitting the table when we concede. I'm not supposed to do any of that, but it happens. Uh, it was a very surreal feeling being in the press box in the, at the FA Cup final at 20, in 2020, when it, which was an empty stadium. Uh, and I could hear the echo of Ian Wright cheering from the TV gantry <laughs> on the other side of a huge arena. And me and a couple of the other uh, Arsenal fan journalists sort of went down to kind of watch the team celebrate with a trophy. It was such a shame there weren't fans there, but it's also kind of special to have that opportunity. Genuinely, um, what's changed is obviously knowing people on the inside and my respect for footballers. I think it's changed the, the amount of pressure that they are under week by week. These incredibly young guys who handle that by and large, exceptionally well. I'm full of admiration for that and for them. Obviously, the athleticism, the technique is one thing, but coping with the pressure, I think, is phenomenal. And Arsenal do a lot of good work to protect them from that. 
and and by and large, look, there are times when I'm critical of the club and when you know I think things could be done better. But by and large, the more you meet people, the more you get to know them. I'm always encouraged by the aptitude and the work rate of people within Arsenal, and especially in this current regime. I really believe that whether Arsenal are successful or not, there is such a drive and such a determination for the club to do well, and everybody is pulling in the same direction. And I, you know, I'm not an employee. I'm literally on the outside saying that, but that is my perception, and it won't always work, of course. But the closer I get to it, the more I respect how hard these people work to try and bring success to the club. And let's hope they can do more of that next season. That's right. Cheers to that. I'll drink to that. I'll eat to that. I'll sweat to that. I mean, you know, that's great. So it's time to wrap this up. If you're coming to Orlando for next week's games, we are planning on doing another panel show down there on a week from tonight on Thursday. Possibly some of the same guests. I have to ask them. Um, at Wall Street around 6 p.m. And you'll hear more about the details very soon. For those of you who are watching uh, on, on YouTube, stay tuned for a short video about Gunners versus Cancer where you may just recognize some of the people asking for your help. I'd like to give a big thank you to our panel. Thank you to Mark. Good 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 to the legend, Sue James Gunnerblock McNicholas. Yes, and your very own Mike Cavanaugh. Yes, to the Abbey Burger Bistro for being our incredible host. Yes, and to all of you who have come tonight, a night before most people are coming and got to have this special uh, occasion with these guys. It's a pleasure to be able to do this. It's an honor to be able to do this. Thanks for coming. Please tip your servers, donate to Gunners versus Cancer, and come on, you Gunners. Mikey, play it. Hey, Gunners. This is Alan Smith. This is Kevin Campbell. Lee Dixon. It's Colin Lewin. It's Gary Lewin. Charles Watts. Dan Potts. James Benj. Stanley. Tom from the Good Talk here. Trying to across. Simon Collins. You may know me from the Evening Standard. You may know me from my time at Arsenal. You may know me from Arsenal or even the Hybrid Squad. My bird cat ones and being that physio set on the bench next to Arsenal with my rubber gloves on. The former Arsenal physio. The Emirates press box from writing, from Twitter. From goal.com, from Twitter, from YouTube. Football is the beautiful game and it brings us all together. Sometimes there are things even more important than wins and losses. And yes, even transfers. Every 30 seconds someone in this world gets diagnosed with blood cancer. The Leukaemia and Lymphoma Society works towards curing blood cancers. And provides support to families currently dealing with these diseases. Gunas vs Cancer was started in 2017. By a lifelong Gunas who lost his father to leukemia way too young. Over the last five years, Gunas v Cancer has raised over $50,000 for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And we need your help to match that in 2021. Every donation helps. Every donation helps. Every donation helps. Every donation helps. No matter the size. And every donation enters you into the Guna raffle. We have a great chance to win amazing Arsenal prizes, including game tickets, stadium tours, signed men and women's shirts. And maybe a retro signed shirt by yours truly, Lee Dixon. Me, yours truly. Yours truly, Super Kick Camp. So much more.
It's easy to take part. Just go to www.gunasvcancer.com and donate directly to the charity. Pick the raffle prizes you want to enter to win and wait for the drawings at the end of the campaign. Again, that's www.gunasvcancer.com. We all know that victory grows out of harmony. Victory grows out of harmony. Victory grows out of harmony. With your help, we'll be victorious against blood cancer once and for all. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your support. Thanks for your support. Thanks for your support. Thank you for your support.